to Refreshingly Human, a podcast from CRS Data's MLS Tax Suite. In this podcast, we're talking to real estate agents about real challenges, their successes, and the topics that keep them up at night. We're a bunch of data nerds, so we'll throw in some tech discussion for good measure. Join us as we get Refreshingly Human with our guests. Here we go. Good afternoon. My name is Nikki Morgan, and I'm with CRS Data, and I'm joined today by Casey, one of my friends as well as customers. Casey, do a little introduction of yourself, please, and tell our listeners who you're with and what you do. So my name is Casey Conlon. I am the CEO of the MLS of Central Oregon and the Central Oregon Association of Realtors. We represent about 2,500 members We've been a CRS customer for the last several years, originally with a previous MLS vendor, and then we just did a transition to a new MLS vendor and also reinstalled CRS. Perfect. A few years ago, we had you do an article about the questions that you ask. And when I think about you, I think about a show, I believe that we were in Huntington Beach, and you asked me to give you a demo of CRS data. And didn't know where that was going. Tell me a little bit about after we did that demonstration, what you remember or recall happened next. So CMLS in Huntington Beach was my first MLS convention. For me, it was really taking in what technologies were out there because prior to that, I didn't have MLS experience. I only had Realtor Association experience. So meeting you and kind of getting a demo from you and other vendors kind of helped me to understand what technologies are out there that can benefit our members. And then after that, we decided as an association and MLS to try to pick certain technologies that all of our members could benefit from. We brought you back and had you demo with a focus group. And then we also had you demo for our board of directors. And I think it's really important for MLSs out there to have these groups get together and demo everything that's on the market. Because a lot of times we go to these conventions and we see one or two different products and we may not see everything that's out there in that space, for example, tax. So after our initial demo in Huntington Beach, I think we demoed two or three other tax products and narrowed it down to you guys. And I do recall it being um, quite a group of individuals you invited out there. Again, my first experience in Oregon was that your members were involved in the decision-making process and you brought them all in to see all the products and services, including what I had to offer. I know you asked a lot of key questions on that initial visit. And then even beyond that, could you tell the group the types of questions that you're glad you asked and the type of questions that you remind other people in your same situation to remember were important and now you're glad that you asked those questions? With respect to MLSs out there, we're all local. Uh, So a lot of people think, you know, the biggest MLS is, you know, the way to go. However, it's finding a way to have value in each individual community that you serve. And one of the biggest pluses to CRS is that they could customize based on region. Because being able to customize things in, let's say, Bend, Oregon versus Madras, Oregon, they're very different real estate markets. The way that tax is housed on the county level is very different. And CRS gives our members the ability to see the tax data the same way, no matter what county they're working in. 
It also gives us the ability to bring in other layers and different information that most people wouldn't even think you could bring into an MLS product. And you just have to go to the county for that information. And the other thing that I think is really important when you're looking at vendors is having an upfront conversation about training because we can add as many products and services as we want to an MLS if you don't have adequate training and tools for the members to use it, your adoption rate is going to be really poor. So that was something you and I always talked about at the very beginning and something that I feel very strongly is worked into every single one of our vendor contracts. Important questions. And I'm glad we did cover those tough questions because, like you said, uh, no two groups of people as well as the data. It's just not the same from area to area. I always tell people there's no magic plug. We're not plugging in and sucking out data. What we're doing is making for your members, it very convenient to get the information they need based on each individual area. So I'm glad you asked those tough questions. If we're looking more recently, I remember a trip to Oregon um, where it was pre-COVID or right there at it. You made a big shift more recently. Tell me a little bit about the most recent shift for your group. We've been working with other MLSs over the last several years to try to figure out if there was a way for us to partner better. And we have opted to go into a data share. So essentially, three MLSs in Oregon now share the same database. They have access to all the data across the data share. However, we could potentially use different vendors. So when we made that switch to a data share, one of our data share partners was actually on a different tax vendor. They have since switched to CRS. However, being able to be flexible in that data share and only be able to give rights to members from the associations that need to have access to it was huge. You guys gave us the flexibility during the contract to only contract for the counties that we wanted the data for. And on a vendor side, a lot of times it's all or nothing. You don't have this flexibility most times from most vendors to be able to say, no, I don't want to pay for that, but I want to pay for this. And you guys were great about that. It's been about a year and a half since we switched vendors and the transition was really seamless. With our new MLS vendor, we were actually able to integrate a lot more CRS features than we had before, which has been great and I think has increased our usage even further. Literally the week we launched... The new MLS database was the week everything got shut down from COVID. So we had to switch all of our training to online and didn't have an option for in-person, which was challenging. Luckily for my MLS and the data share, we were already CRS users. So it was more training on how to access it in the new system versus the way it was in the old system. And you guys have always been really flexible and worked with us on the training that we need. Like that may not be like a normal... CE class, but it's important if our members are going to use the product that they know how to access it. And our two MLS systems are completely different from each other. So there was a learning curve for our members and I know they're still using it quite heavily. No, absolutely. And again, you took a big role in that. You sat with me and our staff and identified things about each of the individuals in the data share to identify those small differences between the three groups. And again, like you said, we were able to focus on each group and giving them their independent time to identify each one's needs. 
Casey, again, you were so involved with helping to point out and discuss and get the feedback from your members, which then allowed CRS to look at individual links like opportunity to rent and even links to permits and different areas of the clerk and the assessor sites. How would you say that made a difference as far as your members were concerned and being able to adopt at that level as we started to expand on the way we linked to some additional sites? We were able to really dig into county data to link things like inside the city limits of Bend, Oregon, there is a permit that you need in order to have a short-term rental. So we were able to link into the short-term rentability permit site to find out if you're even eligible for a permit. So for me, I was just listening to what my members' pain points were because we do cover such a large region and all of the GIS systems locally here are very different listening to what they're looking for and how many times they have to go to different sites to try to find that information and trying to make CRS kind of their one-stop shop for that sort of data. As we plug more and more information in, it makes their ability to do their job so much easier. And that's just so crucial in this economy and you know this housing market right now. Now, you talked a little bit about COVID happening and a conversion over to your new MLS vendor. I do remember that day because um, I was in your office along with that MLS vendor. So when we got that call that we were going to have to pack our bags and literally decide how much longer we could stay in Oregon without potentially getting stuck in Oregon there could be worse places to be stuck, right? Over the years, that's allowed me to build a relationship um, with Casey and the staff at the Central Oregon Association of Realtors and MLS, as well as the other groups on the data share. So I'd never change that. Um, But it goes to be said that, again, we didn't know what we were doing back then. Nobody really knew what COVID was going to bring. So as we left that day, we came up with a rough plan of how you were going to convert over to your new MLS vendor um, and then where CRS was going to have a role in that and just pointing them where they would find CRS. Never fear, we're still here. We didn't go anywhere. All these years of putting this relationship together, we've not lost any time. We're going to be right there to show you. We checked all those boxes and we provided that level of training. Can you think of anything that we missed or that you would tell someone if we ever had to do that again, make sure that you cover A, B, C, D, E? I think the membership, whether it's my membership or someone else's, they're just so diverse in their learning styles. So trying to find a way to accommodate those different learning styles is the most successful way of getting a higher adoption. So ideally, obviously, in-person classes are the best option for certain members. But being able to transition to online so quickly was super beneficial to us. Um, And quite honestly, it was the only option. So our members kind of had to just suck it up and learn it. But, you know, having them already kind of know what CRS was and what benefit it was to them, I think helped encourage them to take those trainings because learning the new MLS system was very overwhelming for them and they had to do it all online. So being able to also do a refresher on 
a product they already were familiar with, I think was a little less intimidating for them. And then another thing that was great was we did roll out training at the very beginning of our conversion, but then you graciously offered to do follow-up training a few months later. So I think that really hit a lot of people that were just too overwhelmed during the initial conversion to also take another class. Because you have to also keep in mind, everybody was switching everything to online. So their state association, the national association, all the other partner organizations they work with, everybody shifted everything online. And it was it was a lot of overload. You know, if you're new to CRS, that basic training is great. And we've done what I would consider very successful is we've segmented a lot of our training after that initial like basic training. You know, let's do just a class on comparables or let's do just a class on prospecting a new neighborhood or the property report and all of the information that you can get from it for your clients. So I think segmenting like that gives the different members an ability to learn just what they need to learn to do their jobs. Because there's a lot of appraisers in my membership, for example, that a huge chunk of CRS, they're not going to use. They're not going to prospect neighborhoods. But they're also some of my highest users because they find the comparables section to be a huge benefit to them, which is great when you have a membership of appraisers that don't find a lot of value in probably 90% of what you do because they're such a small portion of our members. There's not a ton of benefit to them other than the data. And this is a data product that we could bring to them to help them do their jobs better and help our realtors and their clients by having accurate comps. We all know that, you know, membership comes in a lot of shapes and sizes, and that's what we strive for. We want to make sure that 100% of your members, whether they're a commercial real estate professional, whether or not they are an appraiser, whether they're residential or a combination of all of the above, that they find home at CRS Data. And you've almost got to pat yourself on the back a lot for that too, because your involvement leads to the success. And CRS Data, myself personally, prides myself on developing a relationship to that level. Like the one that I have with you and your leadership, as well as your staff, means that we communicate effectively to make sure that every time we've got a new enhancement, or we are looking at releasing a new enhancement that we're engaging you in that discussion. More recently, Casey, you assisted in directing us in getting the class CE certified along with segmenting. And you mentioned that a bit. So smaller bites of information, 30-minute classes and such. How do you feel about education when it comes to if there's an opportunity to have it CE certified? Tell us what you think as far as what that does for your membership, as far as engaging them and in, in putting time and effort into that education. So for the real estate practitioners, I would say having it CE certified is a huge benefit and it also drives up attendance. I think any MLS that can offer CE classes or Realtor Association that offers CE classes will tell you those are most likely the ones that have a higher attendance rate. So by getting it CE certified, you are also hitting more members that are just trying to get their CE qualifications for that cycle. And just back to something that you mentioned, and I probably should have mentioned this at one of your first questions about you know what was important to us for vendors. Feedback's huge. 
one of the questions I always ask our vendors is, you know, at what junctures are we going to have the ability to provide feedback? Because when I came here, we were working with a lot of vendors that didn't have any ability or conference or process for getting feedback from their members or from their staff and bringing that to the MLS vendor. And that's so huge. And I think one of the things we've been really successful with CRS is being able to both from the staff side, attend meetings where we could provide you direct feedback. But then there's been several instances where we've been able to have our members provide you direct feedback. And we've brought members into the room, just general members. Some use CRS, some didn't. Some were appraisers, some were realtors, just to get their feedback on the product and what would be good or different. I know you guys have used some of that feedback in your enhancements over the last two years. Having a vendor that cares about what your members want or need is huge and not just this is what we decided to do and we're going with it and you need to figure it out. It's spot on, right? Making sure they have a voice. Users that use CRS data will know that there's a feedback tab. So anybody that's listening here today knows that if you use CRS data, you have that feedback tab too. You also can be involved to the level that Casey's involved in surveying her members and making sure that we're all listening to the needs of each individual member so that we can cooperate and provide um, a solution that does just what our intention is to be that one-stop shop. Again, it takes uh, a group being willing to engage. And Casey, I will say it, you know, it's one of those things I can have customers, but then I have relationships and they are one and the same because without the relationship part, I think we're missing something. And I'm not listening if I don't know everything about you, your business, your members, and a little bit about you personally so that I can better accommodate your needs. As far as members having questions and concerns, how do you feel about the fact that your members can send us their feedback, but they can also send in any corrections or questions on the data itself? I love it because I run a pretty small staff considering the amount of members that we have. So our staff to member ratio is very low. So it's really important for whatever vendors I'm working with that they are able to support the product. Everyone on my staff has a general understanding of how it works. I know the nitty gritty of it because I'm also kind of a data nerd. But whatever products we are evaluating, that's a huge portion of what we're looking for is support. I honestly don't hear much from my members about problems with CRS. I honestly can think of maybe one or two over how many years we've been together that I've actually had some sort of issue that needed to be resolved, which says a lot about the data that you guys are working with. You're really good at putting that data in correctly and making sure it's all functioning really well. But we have a huge adoption rate. So it's not like my members are not really using it. So I don't hear things about it. They're using it. They're just not finding errors. I think that says a lot about what you guys do and how you do it um, and just the integrity that you have with the data. Well, good to know. And we absolutely appreciate you as a customer. And we're going to keep doing what we've been doing. I look forward to working with you years to come. And I appreciate you taking the time with me today. Any last words or advice to anybody listening? Make sure that whatever vendors you're looking at, that you have a solid group demoing everything and really ask some of your peers the kind of questions that they've been asking their vendors. 
just being really thorough about who you're going to be doing business with and knowing what they're going to provide your members and making sure that's in your contracts. You know, so many vendors out there are just plug and go and you guys aren't. I kind of hold most of our vendors to the standard that I hold you to. Well, I appreciate that. Again, thank you so much for your time today. And I'm sure as always, I'll talk to you sooner than later. Thank you again. Have a great afternoon. This has been Refreshingly Human. Please drop us a line at communications at crsdata.com. You can visit us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. If you liked today's episode, feel free to share it with a friend. We welcome guest recommendations. From all of us at CRS Data's MLS Tax Suite, thanks so much for listening.